Well, we want to thank uh, the sponsors that helped bring you uh, all this uh, highlights and uh, football on Friday nights here on Round Guy Radio. Uh, first of all, we want to thank Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine and Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, as well as Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, the Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland. Welcome to the scoreboard show, and uh, we got the full moon, harvest moon, and uh, uh, it produced some results uh, that might have been uh, what you didn't expect. We got uh, Andy McGuire on the phone with us. He's uh, been over at the Snake Pit in Sigourney, and wow, things, uh, um, uh, I guess I'm not surprised that uh, SK won this game with Fellow Christian, but I am surprised uh, by the score. Uh, welcome to the program, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, uh, let's break the score out for our listeners. Uh, 42 to 15 is a final. SK Cobras take down the Pella Christian Eagles. Well, uh, the polls are all over the place this year. There was a lot of polls that had uh, uh, Pella Christian rated higher than SK. Uh, but what was going on tonight? It seemed like it was just all SK out here. It was. You know, the boys came out tonight uh, fired up more so than I think I've seen them all year long. I think that uh, Pleasantville game last week in overtime really woke them up. And uh, senior night tonight, these boys came out there fired up, ready to play. Well, uh, give me the highlights. You did what? Well, uh, where uh, Sigourney Kiona kicked the ball off, and the defense really stepped up and held Pella Christian to three and out. And then uh, SK takes over and was able to score on the very next drive on a, a touchdown pass from Sawyer South to Cole Kindred over the top. And uh, that happened again in the first half where Solari was able to connect with Cole over the top, which is not what you usually see out of SK, this uh, aerial attack, but it was effective tonight, at least to get the, the Cobras a uh, bit of a cushion. And then it was just kind of the ground and pound game out of SK, taking it to, to Pella Christian. So um, really a, a team effort from top to bottom, um, you know, offense, defense, special teams, Kyoto really put a uh, a pretty solid game together. A few penalties on SK tonight that I think we could clean up. And uh, it was a one broken coverage where uh, Kale the Bulldog Clarihan slipped, uh, had a, a bit of a, a footing issue and, and gave up a touchdown pass. Uh, I think it was to Benny Schurz for Pella Christian. Uh, but without a few of those miscues, this game was going to be even further apart than what it was. Well, um, Pella Christian usually got such big kids. Do they have big, strong kids tonight? You know, they, they do. I mean, they have uh, a couple of their receivers. Boy, they were 6'9", had this number two kid. I, I didn't have a, a roster in front of me, but he was a super tall, lanky kid, and I thought that they would exploit that with our, our shorter cornerbacks and uh, do some damage there, but really couldn't get it going. Um, I would say this, you know, they have a really good batch of looking athletes for Pella Christian, but they definitely weren't the biggest, um, you know, height size-wise that we've seen all year. And that's a testament to what uh, the schedule brought. You know, Kyoto, Siri Kyoto went through a gauntlet early with PCM and Roe, who I thought had some really big kids. Uh, and then uh, Mid Prairie had some big kids. Pleasantville had some big kids. 
So I think Sarah and Kyoto was really ready to play these guys. And I think it was a more evenly matched team for team, size for size. And Sarah uh, Kyoto, without a doubt, played a much more physical game tonight than what Pella Christian brought to the field. Well, I was over uh, in Wellman at the Mid-Prairie Meepo game. I asked the uh, uh, Meepo fans about their schedule. And they said, well, we, we lost to SK. They're really tough. And then the uh, Mid-Prairie guys said the same thing. Uh, but you guys are rolling. You're going to be rated pretty high this week. That is a big, big win for you. Is there Was there any ground game uh, that you want to talk about? Yeah, ground game-wise, Kale Clary and the Bulldog was in there really pounding the rock. Uh, Isaac Bruns was back and looked real healthy. had a couple of nice breakouts. Um, Cole Kindred had a few runs, but really wasn't, you know, pounding the ground the way that you see him uh, sometimes. And I'd say the same thing with Sawyer Stout. Sawyer threw some nice balls to Cole, and that was the connection that we needed. Um, but, you know, Sawyer had some nice runs up the middle, but it was really kind of that Kale Clarahan, Isaac Bruns day uh, doing the damage. But, man, uh, a ton of a credit to the uh, SK offensive line. There were some holes opened up tonight that I haven't seen all year where, you know, a few guys I was talking to after the game were just, man, did you see the holes that were opened up? And then similarly on the uh, on the defensive side, SK did a phenomenal job stopping that run with Benny Schurz in the backfield and Cooper Spronk and, and the Van Arendt kid. You know, that was really tough sledding on the ground all day long from uh, Evan Vitito, Aiden McGuire, Hunter uh, Searin, uh, Connor Strand, um, you know, Owen and Mickey, the guys that were plugging in there, they just did a, a fantastic job shutting that run down for, uh, for Pella Christian. So I uh, got to give those guys a lot of credit. And then also on the special teams, Caden uh, Clarahan doing his best uh, impression of Tory Taylor tonight, just hit an absolute bomb, I think two separate times to really flip the field and give SK's defense a lot of room to work with and really slow that clock down. So uh, complete team win tonight for sure for SK. All right. Well, uh, the scores are coming in. Uh, the callers are calling in hot, fast, and furious. So uh, I'm going to let you go. Uh, and is there anything else you want to say before I cut you off? Yeah, you got it. Go Cobras. That, that's that's a great start to this thing. Uh, thanks for calling in. You betcha. We are headed to Wellman, Iowa. Uh, as uh, Jeff Mills and I were there, I was there for the first half. Uh, but it was pretty much uh, – all, all Wellman there. Uh, what did the final score wind up? Or I mean, all of, of Meepo. Uh, what, what did uh, what? Did it, so thirty-eight to seven was the final. Yeah, that was the final. It was thirty-one-seven at halftime, and it just went back and forth there in third quarter, bunting back and forth pretty much. And Meepo did get another uh, Jackson Hutchinson touchdown. It was like nine minutes left in the game, but aside from that, that was pretty much the action in the second half. So. Well, uh, this was my first look at uh, Mediapolis, but I believe this is your second, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yep. Yeah, they look pretty good. They just seem to be able to do everything. Um, they didn't throw the ball a lot, but when they did, wow. Touchdowns, 30-yard games, everything. Yeah, yep. And Jackson Hutchinson run all over. Um it just didn't seem – I don't know what the second half, maybe there were some more second-team guys in there or something, or maybe Mid-Prairie made some halftime adjustments. Uh, did their defense stand up pretty solid in the second half for Mid-Prairie? Yeah, I think uh, both teams uh, – well, especially Mid-Prairie, obviously, would score. But 
both teams played pretty good defense in the second half and just uh, kind of, like I said, it was a lot of back and forth, punting the ball. Drew Miller killed a couple balls from they were down to under 20. I think he put one inside their 10 or something like that on a punt. So, Yeah, um, it was a fun night to watch uh, uh, Drew Miller kick the ball, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was he was killing it. Yeah, he uh, kicked a forty-some yard field goal, and that one could have been a sixty-yarder. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, did you get some good highlights up there? Oh yeah, uh, guys put up some nice, uh, nice plays. A lot of rushing touchdowns. I think three of them come off Jackson Hutchinson. There was an interception and that uh, pass from Drew Miller to Aiden Nelson. That was a beautiful catch. Yeah, beautiful ball. Well, Mid Prairie uh, did hit like a 50-yard pass, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They had a touchdown. I can't remember the, who caught it, but uh, I think Brady Weber, I know the junior quarterback, threw it to him. And they're, uh, they're running back, that 34, uh, Hudson Aaronfeld. Air, Aaronfeld, yeah. He's a sophomore, but, man, he uh, he impressed me, too. He runs the ball hard and runs hard, and uh, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Well, uh, the Meepo Bulldogs uh, put themselves in the playoffs, I believe, with this win. Uh, Very possible. So they might, it looks like they might wrap this thing up. I still think uh, Mid Prairie can still get into the playoffs, but they're probably going to have to win out. But I think they got a schedule they could do that with, don't they? I would say think so, yeah. Within the district, I think they got a very good possibility of that. Well, uh, the Harvest Moon was making for some uh, uh, incredible scores tonight. We were thinking that this was the week where we are going to get a whole bunch of really great games. Uh, um, the Oskaloosa game was pretty pretty close. Uh, um, looks like, oh, here comes Fort Madison. They might be scoring. There's 55 seconds left. They're in the, in the thing. They're down 14 to 10. Boy, uh, uh, Fort Madison comes back and wins games. Well, uh, anything else about this game you want to put out, or, or how are we going to be able to see these videos on uh, Real Smart Highlights? Yeah, just like always on the Facebook and Twitter page, just search for me, Real Smart Highlights. If I can find the player that made the play on Twitter, I, I add them and tag them in the posts and stuff so they can see their clips and all that good stuff. But if you're looking for me, like I said, just search for me on Twitter and Facebook, Real Smart Highlights. 38 seconds. Here's the hike, the ball up the middle. Um, I think he's in. I don't see the wrapping the arms out, but it does look like Fort Madison scores here. Um, all right. Well, uh, yep, they put the points on the board. That's it. Uh, uh there's 32 seconds left. Kia Cup wow. have to drive it on the way down. Boy, Fort Madison has done this to Burlington. Uh, uh, they did it to Fairfield. Uh, and it looks like they're going to do it to Kia Cup. Uh, as they start getting some wins on the board after a couple really, really uh, amazing teams. Did you have any uh, uh, other scores, area scores? Muscatine lost uh, tonight, uh, and it wasn't very close, 42-7 to 7 or something like that I saw uh, wow. on the Twitter. Uh, anything else that you had that you – um, I did hear Columbus was beating up on LM, which kind of expected. 17 um, 14 on that one. Yeah. Um, last I heard, West Burlington was beating Central Lee. They did. They wound up taking that, I think, a 27 to nothing or something like that. Nice. And the Demons knocked off Mount Pleasant. I know that much. All right. Well, outside of that, I don't have, have too many scores outside of that. 
All right. Well, uh, beautiful night. Great field. Uh, nice weather. Um, uh, it was good to bump into you again. It seems like just yesterday we were uh, at the Muscatine Washington scrimmage, <laughs> and here the dang season's almost over. All right. We're halfway point, that's for sure. We got the two more games uh, for the small schools and three for the big ones, and then the playoffs will get going. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything else before I let you go? Uh, no, I think that's it, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for being with me. We're heading to Cascade, Iowa. We got Mike Castle uh, with the report on the Wilton Beavers. Welcome to the program, Mike. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. Well, it sounded like it was a bit of a, a, a kind of a grind out win tonight. Uh, looked like maybe late you kind of separated things, but uh, 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 nonetheless, a pretty great game you were at. Yeah, we gave up a late score to make it 28-13, but we got the win. That's all that matters. Okay. Well, uh, you want to go over the stats and the highlights with me? Yeah, you have to bear with me because I'm reading it on a phone. So, uh, looks like uh, Drew Keith was 12 of 19 for 100. 38 yards. Uh, I think he had three touchdown passes. Um, he also carried the ball 16 times for 89 yards. Uh, Owen Hassel carried the ball 20 times for 122 yards. Uh, receiving, looks like uh, Kale McQuillan had five catches for 21 yards. Um, Owen had one catch or two catches for 72 yards. One of them was a 56 yard touchdown pass. Uh, Gatlin Rogers had three catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. Kate Serrata had one catch for a touchdown for 19 yards. And let's see, who else had the touchdown here? Uh, oh, I guess that's it. That's three. Okay. Uh, de Defensive-wise, looks like we had Owen Miller with 12 tackles and Chaz Allison with 13. Those are both assisted tackles, so they'll more likely be like eight or nine or something like that. But uh, all in all, it's a good game. Uh, Cascade. They're no slouch, for sure. Well, uh, the Wilton Beavers moved to 6-0. and Anything else, Mike, before we let you go? Nope, that's it. Thanks for covering us, Dave. All right, thanks for being with us. We are heading to Leon, Iowa, and we've got uh, Graceland recruiter Andrew Burge uh, with us. Uh, Welcome to the program. Hi, Ron Guy. How are you doing? That's because your first uh, initial appearance here, but we uh, were interested to talk to you. As you were uh, a, a game that was a, a, a pretty interesting for the uh, round guy listeners as we've uh, uh, started to talk a little Central Decatur, uh, you were in Leon for a very big game as they were playing, uh, I believe, number one ranked Madrid. Yeah, Central Decatur fought hard in the first half. I didn't get a witness to that. I was at a banquet here at Graceland. We are honoring some alumni. So I caught that second half, and Central Decatur – the ball, then they fumbled, Madrid capitalized, and then it just went downhill for Central Decatur. They, those kids fought hard, but they just didn't really have the firepower that Madrid had on offense. Well, uh, they had a big win against Linville Sully, I think, last week, and uh, 
They've been putting a lot of big wins on the board. What is this Madrid team like? They're very physical. Like, they don't look like much, but they just play hard. Like, every freaking play, they're just getting after it. They're very relentless. Like, they look like a dome team. Like, I know what a state championship team looks like, and that's a team that could go very, very far. Yeah, they're looking looking really good. Well, uh, any players or stats or anything you were – uh, uh, anything about this game you want to let the listeners know about? Uh, I don't have any stats for you, round guy, but they Madrid looked pretty complete. They had some tall, athletic receivers. Their offensive line looked solid. Their quarterback was by far their best player, in my opinion. He was short, stocky. He will lower his shoulder, and he's not afraid to run you over. He was the he's he's the engine that makes this uh, machine go. Well, we're, uh, you're the one that put us in contact with the coach over there, and I'm kind of glad. Uh, we cover Linville Sully, you know, and I think we'll get a little bit of better perspective on that district with having a couple teams. Uh, um, uh, Central Decatur seems to be uh, off to a pretty good start, and uh, they only had one loss before this one. So uh, are they? Uh, you think they're a pretty serious team that can uh, drive to the playoffs? Yeah, I believe Central Decatur will probably be that third seed in their district. They beat Mount Air earlier in the season. We have a football player here at Graceland that's from Mount Air. That gives me a little insight. And so it's probably looking like in that district, it's Madrid. Central Decatur will fight for that second seed with Linville Soli, depending on how that game goes, depending that yeah, seed. Yeah, they, they won in overtime against Mount Air. They don't have their big, big running back right now, but they're supposedly going to get him back for the playoffs. So, uh, hey. quarter non harder comes back. That might be a little, uh, uh, might make them a little better. Uh, well, make them a lot better, to be honest with you. But they're uh, still a pretty solid team, even without him. Uh, uh, well, uh, before I let you go, it sounds like you're between your recruiting and Coach Ross's uh, coaching, uh, you guys have turned this uh, 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 Graceland team around, and you're having a pretty fine season, aren't you? Yeah, we're probably two plays away and two stops away from uh, being 5-0 and right now. Like, week two, we played the number seven team in the country, Benedictine. We won. Uh, it was a crazy game. So, we scored. We were down 35-28. We scored. We missed the PAT. We got a stop on defense. We, scored. we kicked a game-winning field goal. Then, they returned the... So the next kickoff return Benedictine had, they returned for a touchdown, but there's three holding calls on them. So that negated the touchdown, and then they threw the game, losing interception. We won 37-35 against the number seven team of the nation. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, then we had some guys that were sick. We don't know what they had. They were just sick, and – Whenever they got back, they weren't themselves. And we lost in a shootout with Missouri Valley. And we lost in a shootout with Baker last week. And we were out with some of our best players. And our guys are relentless. Like, we were without probably seven starters on both sides of the ball. And we scored 42 points in each game the past couple of weeks. All right. Well, is there anything yeah. else about uh, uh, this game or, or Graceland season that you want to mention? So we got homecoming tomorrow. We played Mid-America Nazarene. They beat us in our opener last season, so it's going to be a tough game. It's kind of like looking in the mirror. Like, our conference is so tough. Like, us, Baker, 
Mid-American Nazarene and Missouri Valley are all basically the same team, and whoever wins is whoever's playing hot that day. Well, uh, we had the full moon tonight. The harvest, harvest moon, uh, uh, no less. It was uh, 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 it just brought in some big scores and uh, uh, some unexpected results, I think, tonight. I, I don't know if all the results were unexpected, who was going to win, but you thought some of these games would be a – a lot closer than they were. Well, it sounded like you got to see a good one tonight. Yeah, we got we got a really good game tomorrow. Mid American Nazarene is no joke. They play fast, like I said, it's looking in the mirror. And this is our last game before our bye week, so we're hoping to go four and two before our bye week and then finish off the last five games and hopefully make a playoff push. We got a serious chance of doing that this year. Well, congratulations on turning that around and thanks for the update from Leon. Yep, no problem, round guy. Just a couple other final scores I got for you. Um, Fort Madison held on to win that 14-7. to And uh, uh, the Danville Bears, 46-7 to over uh, Van Buren. And it looks like uh, uh, in their initial season, I think Danville, unless uh, uh, they trips, trip up somewhere where they shouldn't, uh, well, uh, I think they're going to wind up being uh, – the fourth spot, getting that playoff spot. So uh, that, those are those scores. We're heading to Washington, Iowa, to talk to Andy Krutzinger. Uh, he was there for the Mount Pleasant Washington. Welcome program, Andy. Thank you for having me. Sorry about my cough ahead of time because I think I'm going to cough a couple times. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's all fine. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, your uh, uh, experience tonight. He's back. He's back. We're having a little, little trouble catching the phone connection here, but we got him. Andy, you were at Washington, Iowa uh, tonight as the Mount Pleasant had come in. Um, uh, I was thinking that Mount Pleasant might have been able to get their hopes up uh, a little bit tonight as Mount Pleasant, or as Washington hasn't really been uh, scoring a lot lately, but uh, it wasn't to be, was it? No, and that's a great point. You know, going into this game, even though Mount Pleasant has had a, a, a really tough year, uh, given that um, that Washington uh, had probably their worst week, well, definitely their worst week last week in Keokuk, uh, and, and then Mount Pleasant was coming off such a good team to play, even though they gave up 76 points, you know, you could make the argument that Mount Pleasant maybe would have thought this was going to be a dogfight. But uh, I thought Washington did a good job of never really um, letting Mount Pleasant think, you know, that, that they were going to come back. I mean, Matt Washington scored uh, – uh, two touchdowns right away. By the way, the final on this was 42-7 Demons. Um, they scored uh, uh, two uh, touchdowns right away, a uh, passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Kale Williams, who's only a sophomore, uh, was really finding holes today. That was a big difference is just that Washington's rush, you know, running game uh, was so strong. Um, I will say it was there was a point there where it was 14-0, and Mount Pleasant had made, I think they were about to take their second defensive top in a row, which, you know, was, was going to say something because it was 14 nothing, And, you know, if you can figure out a way to stop them, then you can start to climb back. Um, and uh, Washington ran on fourth and five from the 50. They ran this uh, double reverse. Uh, it was almost, uh, uh, you know, um, Logan McDowell, who's their quarterback, uh, handed it off on a jet sweep. And then I don't even remember who, who had the jet sweep, but he, he flipped it to uh, Mason Morgan, who's their number one receiver. And they had a little bit of a, a, a little switch there where uh, Mason Morgan uh, cocked back and launched one over to uh, 
Logan McDowell, so the quarterback was able to catch a 50-yard touchdown pass. That was really the play that separated it from, you know, maybe Mount Pleasant's going to be able to claw back or at least make a game, and, you know, it's going to be all Washington. So uh, Demons are up 20 nothing at halftime. Uh, Mount Pleasant's Peyton Walker uh, uh, scored a touchdown on fourth down um, on the first drive of the third quarter, and then they got a stop. So, so again, there was a little tension there for, for the Panthers. Um, they also had a, uh, a really crazy little, uh, uh, kick return from, uh, uh, Payson Coleman, who, uh, he took it almost into four or five demon, uh, uh, coverage guys and did like kind of a little, you know, turn on him. And I, when he, when he did it, I thought, uh, I thought there's no way this could possibly turn into any sort of positive yards. And he, he almost broke one for a kick return touchdown. That would have been a uh, second touchdown for Mount Pleasant, but they, I think he got it out to the 29 and then they uh, didn't score on that drive. So uh, that was kind of the uh, story for Mount Pleasant is they just could never put two good plays together. And then uh, Washington just kind of clicked, clicked back in today. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, uh, Logan McDowell played a really good game. I thought on third and fourth down, he was at his best. There were a couple of times where he scrambled around and, and found a guy, found an opening. Mount Pleasant was struggling in pass coverage in a lot of those uh, long distance situations, but uh, Kel Williams had a couple of touchdowns. Case and Evans, uh, who was banged up last week, uh, had an interception and a touchdown run. So, uh, so it was a happy homecoming for uh, Washington. And you know, Washington and Mount Pleasant is one of our fiercest rivalries in football. I believe that is uh, 13 in a row for Washington. Well, uh, um, it seems like Logan McDowell uh, uh, kind of got it back going. It seems like Washington's either scored a lot of points or they don't score very many points. Uh, um, yeah, there don't seem to be any in between, is there? Yeah, I, and you know, so so funny enough, Washington, their two wins this year have both been blowouts. They they blew out Burlington, who's a pretty pretty strong team uh, in the area anyway, and they blew out uh, you know Mount Pleasant. I, both of those have been at home. They've only really had one bad home game, which was the Grinnell game. So um, so maybe there's just something about playing at home, or uh, I don't know. I can tell you that they, they need to find. Uh, the spark that they found tonight against Burlington uh, and, and try and holster it in a little bit. And because they've got uh, both these teams have really, really tough schedules coming up. It's just, uh, it's kind of a murderer's row of, of teams to play. They both have to play like Assumption and um, even like Mount Pleasant plays Keokuk next week. Seeing what Keokuk did to Washington right before Washington beat Mount Pleasant like that, you know, that's, that's obviously one they're going to have to screw their heads on pretty tight for. So, um, yeah. And so I'd say overall, you know, it was a it was a get right game for Washington, and I think for Mount Pleasant, you know, I think they could have given them a better game. It was it was probably a game where they saw a little bit of a step back as far as just you know making making stuff competitive. So so I'm sure it's something to build on for uh, the Panthers too. Well, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, is there anything else about this game you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think uh, I think that's probably it. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Well, uh, if you got a minute or two, we could go over some of the the scores in your your uh, realm of the neighborhood there. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to yeah. start out with a peaking uh, 56 to nothing win over Highland. Um, yeah, I'm going to take you a little bit back to last week when Pekin, uh, uh really battled a really good Lisbon team that looks like uh-huh. they're going to try to win the, the their district that Pekin's in there. But it was a 17 to seven game, and they actually gave up a touchdown late. It was a yeah. 10 to seven game. Uh, uh, Scotty Melvin and I really thought uh, that was the. I don't know. It was like Scotty says, I don't believe in moral victories, but that was one for sure. And uh-huh. uh, um, 
that we we really started thinking that Beacon really um, has really become something really to reckon with this season. Tell me a little bit. Um, I know Highland's struggling, uh, but this fifty-six to nothing uh, a win it looks like they're on their way to a six and two record. How about the Beacon Panthers this year? Yeah, I bet they are on their way to a six and two record because they're definitely heavy favorites in the next couple. And it's just their defense has been so good. You know, sometimes teams that are up and coming, maybe you'll have a, a running back or a quarterback that can scramble a little bit and they, they can do a little offense. But it's but it's rare to see a team click that well this quick defensively because uh, that's really been the catalyst so far. In every game that they've you know won, they've basically shut their opponents out. And then they've you know against Lisbon, they they held them to such a, a low score. Columbus was really the only bad game that they've had. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think that we'll, I definitely think the Pekin's a playoff team. I, I don't remember the last time Pekin was in the playoffs, uh, but but they're looking pretty darn good. Yeah, I, I think they got the third spot in that district lined up pretty well. Uh, did, well, I don't see any score here on uh, Winfield Mount Union. Um, oh, I, I know that score. Her, I know I know the basic score. Okay. <laughs> the basic score was Winfield a lot. And uh, Iowa Valley a little. Uh, it was something like forty-six to seven last time I checked. They uh, Winfield had twenty-two points basically in the blink of an eye tonight. So well, that was a, a blowout uh, win for WMU. I didn't. Uh, um, I, I didn't think that they were going to be able to play with them. I mean, Iowa Valley's a good team, and they're probably going to yeah. finish third in that district. But uh, yeah. there ain't anybody around that can play with Winfield Mount Union that I've seen. No, and, and uh, by the way, on Iowa Valley, if they're a if they're a three seed. That could be a team that ends up upsetting some people because, you know, Iowa Valley might win or get second in a lot of the districts. But, yeah, you know, um, the only team that really held a candle to Winfield for four quarters was Central City, and that was a long road trip for them. Um, Winfield Mountain has now played, you know, what, three, four uh, top 15 teams in eight-man. Um, so uh, they just look like uh, a steam engine rolling through. Uh, I mean, you can't stop. You can't stop. The offense at all, especially Buffington, and defensively they're just too big and fast. So I think when Winfield beat Waco like they did, that was really the sign where you were like, "Well, no one's no one's really gonna uh, touch these guys in the regular season." No, uh, there's a game I, I I don't see any score on, and maybe it was a forfeit or something. But uh, uh, um, Waco was supposed to play New London tonight. Yeah, well, I believe that they uh, did. Let me check here. Let me just check here, because I... Uh, I just I didn't see that, a score. Uh, There's nothing on the KCI scoreboard about it. I, looked well, at I know that. Uh, I, I like to check uh, Facebook, uh, New London Tiger Athletics, hashtag Inel Tiger Pride. Um, and I don't see it. It was homecoming for... Uh, it was homecoming for New London, and they had a game, but I thought there would be a... Uh, I thought there'd be a score here. So what the heck? I'll check. Uh, I'll check Twitter to see if there's anything because those are two schools that. Well, while are you're checking that, uh, I got a score here to report as the uh, Oskaloosa Indians uh, uh, get a home win against Clinton. Uh, I think it might even have been a come from behind win. Uh, uh, they kind of had to um, play some good defense right there at the end to, to hold off, but they get a 21, I think, 18 win here uh, against uh, 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 Clinton. And uh, West Branch put up a, an, an upset tonight uh, uh, against uh, uh, with Regina. Yeah, uh, one thing I'll say about the Oskaloosa game is I, I wouldn't have thought that because Clinton, even though Clinton gets beat up a lot in their little area, I think we learned from uh, Clinton was in Mount Pleasant's district uh, when they were in 4A. 
I, I kind of learned that Clinton's probably got a little more talent than it seems, but they're just basically playing against like college level teams with, you know, playing like Assumption of North Scott all the time up there in that area. So I was actually pretty surprised that, that Oski could uh, knock him off today. Well, it was a good one. And then uh, let's see, uh, Sigourney Kyoto dominated tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, we already talked to uh, Aunt, uh, Annie McGuire. Yeah, that was a big win. Um, I'm not surprised that they won, but I am surprised at the with a 42 to 15 score there. Yeah, yeah, and it seemed like it seemed like they pretty much took control. Uh, I think Tyler Christian scored pretty early in that one, but Sigourney uh, Kyoto put up a lot of points. And you know what I've noticed is that even in these big games. I'm reading a lot of updates on, on deep touchdowns, which uh, in the past, you know, it's been a lot of, you know, you get four yards, five yards, and just keep keep pounding up. It seems like they've had more uh, big plays uh, than, than I remember in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got a question for you. I have not seen a, a Mid-Prairie uh, Meepo score. Well, I was at that game, uh, and I do have the final here. Jeff Mills is going to call me up. We did the, the first half, and uh, – I had to call the have mercy rule as the Meepo Bulldogs really rolled tonight. Wow. Uh, uh, they got a 38 to 7 win. It was uh, 31 to 7 at, at halftime. And uh, uh, Meepo uh, dominate on offense. They dominate on defense. They dominate on special teams. Uh, just wasn't a lot of great things. There was a 50 yard pass for a touchdown uh, uh, for Mid Prairie. Um, it just kind of, they kind of got down 14 to nothing real quick, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I would have thought that was going to be a dogfight for sure. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be, you know, that's well, the the reason I went to that game was I thought it was going to be pretty close. But uh, uh, other than this Oskaloosa game, uh, um, I'm not seeing a lot of close scores here. Uh, no. I'm watching the, the, it's the fourth quarter. With seven minutes and 23 seconds left, uh, Fort Madison at Keokuk. Oh, what's that score? 14 for Keokuk, 10 for Fort Madison. Oh, I need to hurry up and watch the end of that game. <laughs> so that's that's a, that's a hot one coming in. Uh, Columbus, um, man, they put 70 points on the board against the Wise and Muscatine. Yeah. Uh, 70 to 14 there. there. Um, there was a many a good game, and then there was a lot of these. Uh, there were still some of these. You know, Pekin, Highland, Columbus, uh, um, yeah, and Muscatine games. Uh, and then here's another one, which uh, I, I'm actually going to give Fairfield a, 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 an okay report card for this score, but they lost 56 to 14 to number one Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah, they, they I think they score. Uh, Williamsburg had scored three times, I think, but then, but then, uh, Fairfield did score while it was a pretty competitive game. But uh, I mean, that's uh. And I, I was talking to people in Washington today. Between the bigger schools that we cover, Fairfield, Mount Pleasant, and Washington, you don't get many harder games to close out the year. <laughs> I mean, they've got all the top dogs uh, playing against, you know, so it, it's going to be a, a tough sledding, you know, to get a win here with uh, with the type of teams that are on, on the schedules for those two or for those three teams. Well, um, is there any other area scores that you got for me or that you were looking into tonight? Uh, I, let's see. I don't know. No, I don't think that I have any extra ones. I, I want to know how Cardinal did. I want to know how. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple other. Uh, Van Buren did. Uh, Van Buren, Danville, I guess, would be the real. Well, I, I think Danville really took it to them. Uh, uh, I did see a little something on Twitter. Um, it seemed like maybe 27 nothing at halftime or something like oh, that. Wow. Uh, uh, 
you know, um, Van Buren had won the three games in a row, and uh, uh, that game was for a playoff spot. And Scotty Melvin, uh, that was a round guy game of the week because that's where Scotty Melvin was, and he uh, 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 got th- this opportunity to see uh, Danville. looks like Danville's going to get that fourth playoff spot because nobody's taking Pekin's third spot or Columbus's second spot. Uh, actually, Columbus, with this loss here, uh, West Branch beaten, well, Regina, I don't know, that might not have been a conference one. Yeah, um, I will say that, that for the Danville football program, that's really cool. This is the first year they've had football in, what, six years? I remember when they had to uh, cancel. It was actually Winfield Mount Union's homecoming game that Danville had to cancel right before they stopped having football. Uh, and they had some really good players that played for Mount Pleasant the last few years. Uh, flirted with a couple of, of uh, playoff years where a lot of the defense, especially, was Danville. So, so that was cool. I mean, obviously, we cover Van Buren County uh, and not Danville, but uh, uh, that was that was cool for Danville. They're they're able to get some some uh, some wins this football season. I think their basketball team is getting pretty good too. Well, what about um, uh, uh, what about this quarterback Danville has? That's who Scotty Miller really wanted to see. Oh, I haven't seen him play yet. Uh, who plays quarterback for Danville? Is I don't it, know. Oh, is it? Uh, I saw him play the Peking game. He's a big kid. Uh, really tall. Uh, I'm sure that I know of him. But we'll, we'll uh, I don't have the exact final score on, on that one, but I do have some scores I'll shoot out here at you. Um, something that might catch my eye as we go across here. Our friends in Audubon uh, beat Glidden Rolstein 34 to 20. Uh, well, whoever Stan Essex is, they forfeited against uh, the, the the Bedford Bulldogs. I've been kind of having my eye on them. I think they're pretty great. Uh, our, our good friends over at Southeast Warren uh, took it to Lamoni Demons, uh, 42-6. to six. Uh, Lennox uh, beats the Murray Mustangs, 86-21. to 21. Gladbrook Rhinebeck beats BGM, 56-14. to 14. Uh, Remsen St. Mary's gets a, uh, uh, well, I think game ain't over, but it's 22 to six against R. Weave. Uh, um, I know these aren't real area ones. Here was one I kind of had in my eye on tonight, and that was Madrid and Central Decatur. Uh, Central, um, I think it was seven, seven at halftime, but Madrid comes out 26 to seven. And the, the guy I had over there, uh, told me Madrid really looks like a, uh, a dome-bound team. Lindell Sully wins in overtime against Mount Air. Uh, go ahead there. I think you're like you going to say something. Oh, I was just saying dome-bound dome, dome bounds high compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, they're definitely uh, uh, rolling. I think they might be number one, actually. Uh, oh, I'll have to check my rankings. I do rankings on Monday, and then I, I kind of space out on who I've been ranking that high. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Twenty-one to seventeen, West Branch over Regina. Oh wow, that's a good Regina team too. They they beat Mid Prairie pretty pretty hard, and when Mid Prairie was playing pretty well earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking, looking, looking. Albia forty-nine, I, Davis County fourteen. Uh, our our yeah. good friends over at West Burlington uh, pick up a twenty-seven nothing win over Central Lee. Central Lee had it rolling there for a little bit, but they've been knocked back pretty hard lately. 
Yeah, they have. Well, it was a good good win for West Burlington. West Burlington lost uh, to media uh, to speaking of Mid Prairie. Mid Prairie pretty bad last last week. I was kind of surprised at that. Here's a, a a team that plays a lot of our teams. Grinnell, uh, they got a forty nine to six win. Um, they've had a pretty solid season. But here's a a, a score I was going to ask you a little bit about Mount Vernon uh, twenty seven Assumption Davenport Assumption seven. Uh, oh, they're that much better. <laughs> That's uh, that's 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 really impressive, actually. I, I uh, knew that Mount Vernon was pretty good. I didn't think it was going to be that kind of a game, though. Uh, I thought that would be again another. We have a lot of blowouts today. Well, uh, um, Indianola beat Boone thirty-five to nothing. Uh, this Pella uh, Newton game is twenty-one to eighteen in the fourth quarter, so I don't know oh. exactly what's going to happen there. Um, how about this? Uh, Cedar Rapids, Xavier, twenty-six, North Scott, twenty. Oh, that's a cool little that's a cool rivalry up there, especially now playing in the uh, the same uh, district. Yeah, um, like a lot of the score. Uh, 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 Ames beat Atumwa, sixty-two to twenty-three. Uh, um, they're just not a lot of scores coming in here. Uh, but I don't know. That gets about all I got. Uh, yeah, I shudder to think of how my alma mater shares into. I think they're playing a top-ranked team at the night, too. Well, uh, you, uh, we were going to talk a little bit earlier today about uh, some rankings. Uh, as you're, you, uh, uh, There's a lot of polls out there uh, uh, this year. A lot of people are paying attention, and there's a lot of variation in there. But you are in the Cedar Rapids Gazette area uh, uh, <laughs> poll. What, what did, how did, uh, what, what area teams are getting some votes? Uh, well, I can tell you, um, the, from the union area, uh, with my union has been ranked basically all year. They're ranked number two, but uh, I have joked around on, uh, sports talk about the mystery pollster that has them at number one. That was me, obviously. Um, and I think they deserve to be number one because of who they've beaten. And then I had somebody, uh, uh somebody came along with me this week. They had two number one votes. So they're pretty darn close near. Uh, right behind Gladbrook Rhinebeck. Uh, Waco's back in at number 10, I believe. Sierra and Kyoto dropped um, because of a close game last week. I think they dropped from 8 to 10. I'm sure they'll probably be up. They didn't drop in my rankings, <laughs> but they dropped overall. Um, and then, let's see. And then Columbus has been an out. They're, they're currently out. I don't know if they're going to sneak back in here before the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't wouldn't have them in there. Uh, um now there's an Iowa High School athletic poll or something, and they do have yes. Winfield Mount Union at number one. Yes, and even though I'm obviously biased towards the poll that I vote in, the the one you probably want to be ranked number one in is that one because they'll use that uh, to decide. You know, let, let's say they get to the to to the top eight teams or whatever when they're doing their playoff bracket, and you know, the, Winfield might get an easier team um, in the you know, in the playoffs because they're number one. If, if you had to, you know, decide whether or not Winfield or Gladbrook um, would play, you know, let's just say the, the, the seventh best team is so much better than the eighth best team. So um, that could, that could play uh, or pay dividends uh, later on in the year, especially because in eight, an eight man, you wouldn't think that Winfield and Gladbrook are very close, but if you look at the eight man, like landscape, uh, they're, they're pretty close as far as if you were to rank out the top, you know, eight teams or whatever. Well, there's a, another thing, IA Sports, I think I told you the wrong thing, but they rank 16 teams. Ah. Uh, 
uh, and I've kind of been enjoying that. If you guys uh, are out there, you want to uh, uh, some guys that they do all five uh, class, they five eight man to five eight uh, rankings, and they have a, a some preview shows and some prediction stuff. Uh, uh, I, I've been able to get some information on them. I got a final here. Uh, Clear Creek Amana uh, did take out Burlington thirty four to twenty one. I think Clear Creek. Uh, 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 I think Greyhounds were coming back, coming back, coming back, and. Looks like the Clippers scored a little late and, and got that one in. Uh, well, anything else you want to say uh, uh, before we wrap this uh, episode up here? No, I think I think we pretty much. Uh, I think we we bulldozed through the uh, the scores tonight. Well, it's been a, a pleasure to talk to you. You've been such a valuable uh, uh, member, particularly for the scoreboard show. You've been the uh, uh, go-to guy for that this year. Um, well, congratulations. Uh, the season's about over, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I haven't froze my butt off at one game yet. Knock on wood, so that's uh, that's good news. There was a, uh, a harvest moon out there, a gigantic yep, I... full moon. Uh, um, we thought we had a uh, – um, the last couple weeks I've been disappointed in the matchups, you know. Yeah. There was, wasn't a lot of great ones. Uh, this week I thought there was a lot of great ones. Uh and uh, uh, the scoreboard didn't exactly uh, feel out that way. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a day for the blowouts. And sometimes in district play, you get that a little bit because there's forced matchups. You know, in non-district play, you're, you're kind of, in a way, picking your opponents. And so you, you usually match up with teams you're close with. But every once in a while, you kind of have a stinker day like this where everything's, you know, 50 to nothing, 40 to nothing, whatever. Well, all right, Andy, uh, anything uh, coming up on the uh, – um, Anything coming up on the Southeast Iowa Union you want to plug? Uh, no, well, just just uh, you know Monday through Friday, uh, subscribe. We're uh, uh, like to make a good subscriber pitch uh, during football and basketball because that's usually the the most important sports seasons are according to the the most red sports season. Um, and then obviously uh, Southeast Iowa Union Sports Talk Live on Tuesdays at either 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. It usually depends on a the Mount Pleasant Night live show. Uh, has an interview at 11. So, uh, and those are on uh, our YouTube, um, Washington Live, uh, Facebook, Washington Live, Mount Pleasant Live, Fairfield Live. And uh, we always tweet out and pin the link on our uh, Twitter at Union Sports page. And uh, you'll also get a lot of uh, scores on that. So follow us on Twitter at Union Sports page. Don't, That's don't our you most guys successful. Have a, a, a scoreboard? Uh, we do. You we, have, we do. We have a game day scoreboard. If you just go. Um, to the football to southeastavenue.com sports and there there is a, um, a sports tracker it's it's a lot of our teams and a lot of the gazette teams kind of mixed in uh but that's uh they do a pretty good job of keeping that up to date uh, in fact that's usually what i use when i'm just bored you know at halftime or whatever and trying to trying to retweet or tweet out scores so i uh, guess yeah, our game <laughs> it's called our, ooh, sorry it's called our game day page so uh, yeah check it out on fridays all right well there is a uh... Two minutes and ten seconds left, and Fort Madison is driving. Oh, uh, I got it. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pop that on after this so show. It's Fourteen to ten there. Uh, a field goal won't get it, but uh, um, boy, I'll tell you, um, Fort Madison's uh, mo is generally winning the game really late. So yeah, well, this is a huge. Uh, I think Fort Madison has, or sorry, yeah, Fort Madison has the um, the county seat trophy, and so uh, so if Keokuk. And hold on there. I want to see if they'll run across yeah, and get that thing. It's a chair or something that they play for. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. County seat, the, they call it. Yeah, county seat because they because in real life 
Keokuk and Fort Madison can't figure out what, what the actual county seat of, Keokuk, of yeah, Lee County is. County <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me.